0: You're
1: listening to. Whoa! Hot luck. Uh, fuck uh, yeah. Killer queen loving. Lovin'. You with that bitch look like with cool Bear's cousin. cousin. Black hugging. Bitches like in danger. Saber 2 saga. I'm a motherfucking yellow like ranger, ranger. Yeah. And Aquafina was just so a rat. Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real and filtered conversation on career, relationships, love, family, and all things modern culture. I'm your host, Minji Chang. Welcome to my virtual living room for episode (laughs) 30-something of First of All. I'm the worst. I haven't written down which episode this is. But if you're new to the podcast, welcome. I hope you enjoy this uh, feature topic this week with a guest. And if you are returning, welcome back. Happy that you're here. And this week is a special one. I always say that they're special, but this one is pretty special because my guest is my guest is special. And uh, the featured topic this week is long distance relationships. And so for this one, I thought it'd be fun to introduce my boyfriend, Kenji. Hi.
0: Hi. <laughs> um.
1: Yeah. So let's dive into this. I. I. This is a new relationship. I had a different approach to this I, I didn't know how to jump from talking about online dating to then introducing you but i thought this would be fun for us to sit down and discuss how we've been navigating our long distance relationship yeah how long has that been <laughs> i already know but I'm, I'm checking you
0: like four months
1: what are you talking about what we've been talking for like five and a half six months Yeah,
0: but dating...
1: Yeah, this is true. Okay, fine. See, there's technical stuff to work through. But in any case, I thought um, an interesting discussion would be to approach kind of like the proverbial how-tos on long-distance relationships. I did a quick Google search, and I found that there were all sorts of articles and advice columns on how to deal with long-distance relationships. And just to provide a little context, Kenji and I are fairly new as a couple, and this I felt was like a safe area to share our thoughts on how we deal with this and also because it seems pretty universal all a lot of my friends that have been finding out about my new relationship have been reflecting and asking they're like oh you should totally do an episode on this because I think it's something that a lot more people are dealing with nowadays and it's still relevant to people who are even in close relations like you're in the same city but maybe some of you travel a lot or you have really conflicting schedules there's a lot of ways to that there can be distance between couples so here we go you ready Mm -hmm. do you have any anything you want to say before we go through each one
0: no but that question was kind of a trick question when you asked how long it had been
1: (laughs) everything's a trick question since we met or since we started dating you didn't clarify i know everything's a trick question (laughs) okay so this this article is from lifehack.org mind you there's so many articles out there but this one was in a very structured list format so that's why i thought we could go through each of these tips on how to make a long distance relationship work and then give our two cents on it yeah and you cool with you starting first sure okay
0: Life hat, hack,
1: life hacks. Lifehack.org.
0: Brought to you by The Onion Nonchini.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Only. So, one, I'm just going to say it and then you give me your take. Okay. Number one is avoid excessive communication. False. False. Okay. Strong response right at the Oh, no. Case. no. <laughs> what? What are your thoughts?
0: I think. What does that mean? Like, like just. Because we talk a lot when we're not together.
1: Yeah. This is, it is unwise to be overly sticky and possessive. You two don't really have to communicate 12 hours a day to keep the relationship going. Yes,
0: you do. No, you don't. You don't have to. And sometimes we've talked about how sometimes it can get in the way or it can be distracting from being productive Mm -hmm. because your schedule is a lot more structured and rigorous than mine sometimes is. Yeah. My schedule changes quite a bit.
1: Yeah. Well, both of us have really evolved like we are both creative professionals and we're hustlers and we're ambitious with a lot of things that we want to do so I think naturally we have conflicting schedules so yeah I guess it's it depends on what you define as excessive but we had to determine when we were going to be on in terms of like I can respond to like all these random texts that you send me I mean text messaging is really the main form of communication that we do during the day and you're getting one right now (laughs) Uh, my phone's silenced
0: my phone's broken
1: yeah your phone's sabotaging our relationship no it's not silent that's silent
0: no but look at this the speaker
1: yeah but you have to silence oh
0: see the audio the volume is all the way down there's an x through the speaker symbol
1: got it oh i love that you're listening to my podcast right now
0: i just checked to see how many episodes you're on
1: okay so this is episode 37 i thought you cared what jk i know you care you listen to a lot of my podcasts so yeah i would say it's good to keep not yeah consistent communication and then figure out what's excessive to you
0: yeah that's important
1: yeah and then we would like we text every day facetime when we're apart also need to set the context that we get to spend time together in person like right now but this is kind of really when we're not together Um, number two
0: yeah we don't really message each other when we're together well no you have (laughs) yeah i'll send you articles or facebook posts or instagram posts you do the same
1: yeah i do the same also side note on the excessive communication one thing that kenji and i've had to deal with that we actually did argue about was the number of platforms on which we communicate because i personally get a lot of different notifications and i had to be kind of straight with him be like
0: i sneak peeked at one of the later points that deals with that we can talk about that then
1: cool thank you (laughs) all right so number two see it as an opportunity view it as a learning journey for the both of you so that's tip number two how to deal with that so a learning opportunity instead of being like a hindrance being long distance what are your thoughts on that sure sure (laughs) You used to be very anti-long-distance relationships. I'm not, like,
0: super anti. I've just been in long-distance relationships before that were, like, on opposite sides of the world.
1: And it's hard. Yeah.
0: I think it's not as hard as people make it out to be. People are like, oh, it's the worst. I think there's a lot of things that are worse than being in a long-distance relationship.
1: Yes, for sure. That's very...
0: Like, I'd rather be in a long-distance relationship than, like, at home on a Saturday night swiping. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's good. I'm glad to hear that. I do think that it is... That's an attitude situation of being somebody who makes the best out of any situation. But personally, I was really against getting in another long-distance relationship. No, you told me. I know. I
0: totally... Like long hair? Nope. (laughs) Doesn't live in L.A.? Nope.
1: (laughs) Well, because that's one of my love languages is physical touch and i like being cuddly and affectionate with someone i'm dating so that is really hard and like figuring
0: out all this in the future you'll just put on like a vr headset and like a taptic bodysuit, and then you can just and just
1: something. ai yeah. your relationship but why not just be together because <laughs> of distance yeah um but i do think it's good to have a positive mindset and For to sure. be like i care about no, this person good yeah challenging but then you like each other so you make it work
0: we're only like an hour an hour flight hour and a half flight away yeah well, it's not that it's
1: not that bad but then there are there are couples out there who have restrictions in terms of their schedule they're not as flexible as we are
0: oh yeah for sure we have it a lot more a lot easier than most people because we, we can,
1: probably have, you can work remote
0: <laughs> yeah we probably actually have spent more days together than apart even though we're in a long distance relationship
1: so take it all with a grain <laughs> of salt yeah okay number three set some ground rules to manage your expectations yeah I think that's that's for every relationship it's like only for long distance
0: relationships. only relationship. for long distance it's like for friendship
1: both of you need to be clear with what you expect of each other during this long distance relationship um are you exclusive is the other person allowed to go on dates I think that's a that's a conversation in any relationship personally
0: like seeing other people. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, <laughs> I wanna date you. Mine.
1: <laughs> I was very, like, oh, he wants. I was personally, again, because we were long distance and there were certain criteria that I was resistant to, I was more like, I really like you, but I don't know if this is gonna work. Which may have been a good thing, because then you're like, I wanna fight for this. Which won me over. <laughs> Any other thoughts on. Setting ground rules, I that's I feel like that's a very foundational Yeah, I think that's a dumb one to be on that list. Kind of did next. Next. Number four, try to communicate regularly and creatively. We kind of already covered that. Yeah.
0: We communicate with each other regularly. Every morning, every night, yeah. Throughout the day. Yeah. Excessively.
1: <laughs> Sometimes. Frequently. Yeah.
0: Um creatively. What do they mean by creatively?
1: Mm, not not just good morning and good night oh like like that's actually having a
0: conversation is creative now
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes have a
0: conversation to
1: update your partner on your life and it's happening (laughs) instead of like it's
0: like 3 a.m and you're like still up oh god
1: (laughs) well to set uh to up the game send each other pictures audio clips short videos like that's what a lot of things like that's Instagram what everyone
0: who wrote this this p- this is
1: from this year too
0: yeah they don't know that snapchat exists
1: hey this is for a wide audience this is not just for millennials
0: try sending a photo through your text messaging you don't SMS. know who's, lic-
1: who's reading this can <laughs> you gotta be you gotta be open um but yes and you're good at that i think i'm pretty i'm more like text and phone calls you're better at sending me pictures of things and snaps of things yeah i don't
0: send that many snaps
1: i know but you do it more than i do
0: like photos through yeah. instagram maybe. yeah yeah but my camera is broken on my phone
1: yeah we even had to have a talk about that <laughs> like you and your your
0: broken technology
1: we actually okay i wanted this because this is supposed to be the real honest conversation which you know you listen to a lot of my podcasts but one of the things that um even came up in terms of like the creatively acknowledging each other was like going Instagram public or social media public with our relationship, so everything was up for discussion in our relationship because we had to and i th- I'm grateful for that because I feel like if we were around each other just every day and never had to have those conversations, it'd be different.
0: I think we'd still have those conversations if we were around each other every day though
1: maybe it's based still, it's on just our
0: personal well. The combination of our personalities and backgrounds.
1: Yeah. Which we can do another podcast because I do want to talk about how different we are because we're pretty different in a lot of ways, even though we are similar. Um, Number five. (laughs) Number five. Tip number five is talk dirty with each other. (laughs) Thoughts? Sure. Sure. Uh (laughs) Okay, so disclaimer, people have different comfort levels with what they want to put on air. My take on talk dirty with each other for me is just intimacy or like having closeness when you're apart. Um for me, I I struggle because not struggle, but one of the things that deterred me from long distance relationship was what I said earlier. I really like to hold hands and hug and like kiss and be close to my partner. So the idea of not being able to do that on a regular basis really turned me off or, like, made me resistant to long-distance relationships. So I think it's just about being affectionate, whatever your comfort level is.
0: Hmm. That's kind of hard with long-distance, though. But, like, we are very vocal about our feelings for each other.
1: Mm-hmm. Even when it's bad. <laughs>
0: you might have a small temper but (laughs) sometimes but one thing i think is unique or that helps our relationship is that we are so vocal and have learned to communicate about things we might be uncertain about or hesitant to talk about we do a very good job opening up um so our conversations can be intimate in more ways than than like the typical people think about sexual but it's very like we're very vulnerable when we talk about things that could hurt us or things that concern us or our history and we both have like insecurities we've grown up both religious um and have different not stigmas but thoughts when it comes to intimacy or or how we have viewed it recently like how we viewed being physical or what does a relationship mean what's the end goal of relationships Mm -hmm. um how we view the roles of different sexes like
1: everything everything gender norms Um, everything yeah yeah and to be honest like it's been i think the reason why we've been able to tackle really hard subjects like that because those things can sometimes take a really long time for that to even come out in a relationship Um, I think it's like, again, our backgrounds, like as much as they can be challenging, it's like an advantage too, because we're older, (laughs) you know, we're in our thirties, we've both been in relationships, we have both navigated a lot prior to that. So on one hand, you could look at it as a challenge, like, oh, I've been through so much and I have a lot of baggage maybe, or I have a lot of things that I'm still working through. But on the other hand, it's like, no, I've been through a lot. So I'm, I'm down to share. Like, I'm down to work through this, and I think I have a different attitude towards relationships now. And that's why I was way more open to what Kenji and I have experienced, because I was so anti-long-distance. I was so, like, I didn't want to deal or talk about religion, anything, like, (laughs) so many things um, that, to me, were... Problematic in my former years, like no, I was like no, we, I really like this guy. Let's let's talk it out. So
0: and we talked about religion like every day for the first three four months, and she'd be like, "Stop bringing it up! You always bring it up." But we
1: we worked it out.
0: (laughs) So that's that, and you are right because you went through a lot and you found a a voice to share it through your podcast, which I listened to before we started dating. And I think I had learned how to talk about more serious things a broad range of, of very personal or vulnerable things. I'd say mainly, I mean, before I was a missionary for my church too, but by the way, I, I, I'm Mormon. So I, most Mormon kids when they're 19, they go on a mission for two years for their church, um, to a place that the church assigns them could be basically be anywhere in the world. I went to Japan for two years and got to do that. Um, but even before that, I would talk a lot about faith, religion, um, culture, just because I grew up all over the place. So it was really interesting being in a different state, in a different culture, trying to figure out what makes them unique but what makes us similar. Um,
1: and a side note, that's also what was like, this is minji chang who said i'm like one of my oh no no's list was dating a religious person but there was like a strong connection between kenji and me and that's like also the basis of a lot of the discussions and challenges that we've had on top of like what makes us connect so um basically i kind of feel like the foundational thing is figuring out who we are like where we stand on things and then being able to communicate it Mm -hmm. right yeah, and
0: to empathize with others which on where they're coming hard,
1: from, which is hard. Which is very hard sometimes. Who needs empathy?
0: It's it's so overrated. so
1: dumb. Like I'm gonna choose a career where I never have to deal with empathy ever.
0: <laughs> what? The president of the United States?
1: <laughs> Currently, apparently. Okay, number six. Okay, moving along. Avoid dangerous situations. So, if you already know that going to a club or going drinking or you're a group of friends at late at night will displease your partner, you should A, one, not do it, or two, tell your partner before, beforehand to reassure him or her. Thoughts? Yeah. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Um,
0: Again, that goes back to communicating and mm-hmm. empathy. Mm-hmm. So, it's...
1: And differing attitudes on things. Yeah, we definitely talked about
0: that. Just who we're spending time with when we're not able to spend time with each other um and have had disagreements or arguments about it
1: Mm-hmm. um but then again i think it's an ongoing discussion of boundaries or where our attitudes towards certain things and also being open to how they change
0: yeah And I think like when we would argue about it, it wasn't necessarily the lack of trust as it is like being blindsided by certain things Mm -hmm. or seemingly blindsided, even if you weren't. So it just comes up to comes down to communicating and and being very vocal about your expectations, understanding what their expectations are and being mature about everything. Which can be hard.
1: I personally was very i have been like, fiercely misindependent mode for a lot of my life, so I've generally had a problem with anybody, and because of an abusive relationship that was super controlling, I have a hard time when anybody asks really
0: anything of me. That's, that's, no, that's... No, but that was kind of hard, because when we first met, you are like, I do what I want. I still do what I want. <laughs> I know, but now you're a little <laughs> bit more like have i changed <laughs> you have you have you said you even mentioned that the other day like mm-hmm. i had this attitude that has changed mm-hmm. because you are very thoughtful and considerate of my feelings but when we first met you made it seem like it was like you versus the world or you versus guys and it was like i take care of myself i'm a grown woman i can do what i want and i will
1: mm-hmm. um I think still there's shades of that. A lot of that does stick with me in terms of my attitude. It's For me, it's like I'm taking ownership of my own choices. So even like in being considerate or thoughtful, that's like because I want to, not because it's a default, like I'm supposed to because I'm a girl kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is what I resented. But that's the
0: thing. Like, I feel like when I talk to feminists, they always go back to because I'm a girl, I'm expected to X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. But like... I'm definitely not a girl, and I felt those same pressures, not all of them, but some of them, because it's like because I'm Japanese, because I belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, or because I'm my parents' son, XYZ, because you're the oldest, because all this. But at the end of it, like I feel like I go with it, or I've taken it on with an attitude of, not because i'm japanese i have to be polite and and like bite my tongue in certain situations but i think when i look to japan as a country as a whole it is a very polite and like their customer service is like is the best
1: i would argue that korea has been noted to be top
0: (laughs) (laughs) top at customer service yeah
1: Like extra, to the point where it's like okay, yeah, you don't have. But I
0: I take pride in that. Like when people go to Japan, they're like, oh, the Japanese people are so polite and so generous and and so they have all these adjectives that like are synonymous with Japan and probably Korea. But that's something I'm not. I'm I'm not like oh, it's not really like that. Like if you dig deeper, I'm like oh yeah, thanks and then i have to be part of that machine that's like yes like when people interact with me i want them to come away thinking japanese people are xyz
1: well that's okay coming back to the feminist Mormons comment are
0: XYZ. i
1: think you interact with certain feminists and like i don't disagree with them in principle because i agree with them that there are a lot of expectations that have been on place that have been placed on women since the beginning of time since forever um And I can go on and on again about my thoughts on systematic oppression. Like, that exists. It's not non-existent. I think it's not an excuse to say, oh, but it's it's ignorant to ignore it. Mm -hmm. So for me, when I have to, like, have certain expectations, I mean, this goes really deep. We're getting really deep. But when I have to, like... I get defensive because when someone says you shouldn't do this and like I've grown up in that culture of Korean American like we've talked about this on this podcast with the goody two shoes and the toxic masculinity. There have been certain very stringent very strict
0: goody two what
1: goody two boobs. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to correct you on that. Thank you. But when I've had certain expectations on me. Like, I have resisted them because it gets so extreme and it gets so pervasive in every aspect of my life that I feel like I don't have the agency to make my own choices. It's, like, that I have mm-hmm. to fulfill a certain role. And that comes back even to relationships. Like but do you my think that's views-
0: uniquely female experience? Because I think everyone I don't has think- those pressures of fulfilling a role. Like, you even look at, like, okay, The Notebook.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, Noah couldn't what's the girl's name Allie Allie and Noah couldn't just forget work
1: about Allie because, <laughs> well
0: it's fine gossip. um but he he like he didn't fit the role that she needed and so James Marsden character yeah I don't yeah. know his name either yeah but that's like that's a guy that was born into a certain class that didn't fit a certain role so he was getting screwed
1: I think his name Uh, was Lawn. (laughs) stupid. Anyway. (laughs) But, like,
0: I think that's a universal challenge. There are different
1: challenges for men and women, for sure. And then we're talking a very binary heteronormative framework. I'm getting very Berkeley here. But, yes, be that as it may, in terms of being sacrificial, being in terms of, um, like, proper, Mm -hmm. there are way more expectations, like, saying about what's okay for like a girl to do so say that and it's changing it's very very different now
0: rapidly changing it's
1: rapidly changing but i'm saying but that's a drop in the bucket compared to how it's been so you can't erase like that context that quickly so i grew up very much like if i wanted to go out clubbing which i love i love going out dancing i don't drink all the time i was off in the dd but i would love going out I'm a very extroverted social person, less so these days, but I would do that if I wanted to do that versus, like, a guy, like, my hypothetical boyfriend at the time, want to go out drinking with his boys, there's something that's, like, inherently more negative about me wanting to go out and, go like, go out on the town versus the guy. That's how I grew up. So I'm saying, like, we're getting into, like, gender norms here. The whole point was just talk about avoiding, da- like, dangerous situations, but... Yeah, that's why I w- I'm explaining why I was so. I have a lot of.
0: But that could go back to the dangerous situations because some people mm-hmm. could look at dangerous situations more dangerous for a male than they do for a female. Yeah, could set unfair expectations. I agree. And that could happen in relationships. We don't really deal with that
1: because yeah.
0: I feel like we hold each other to the same standard that we would hold the counterpart.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's good.
0: See, that's how we work.
1: All right. (laughs) Okay, It's going to take forever. Okay, we'll see. So, do things together. Oh, boring. Nothing.
0: (laughs) Why would you want to do that? (laughs) Get out of here. Thank you, lifehacks.org, for telling us that if you want to be in a relationship, (laughs) let alone a long distance relationship, you should do do things things together. together yeah there's a picture of uh she's sitting moving, in an airport moving sidewalk okay in an airport so Wait. it
1: says play an online game together watch a documentary play or like at the same together. time sing to each other on skype like sing. do stuff with each other yeah yeah we just talk <laughs> we talk
0: um we argue about things it's just fun
1: not like as much Not, not for in her. a
0: hostile. <laughs> we we discuss things not in a hostile. Well, sometimes it gets hostile.
1: Yes, I can get.
0: But out. normally it's just like us talking about sometimes politics, but media mm-hmm. representation, diversity, religion, mm-hmm. um, our careers, yeah, insecurities, and we've <laughs> taken trips. Like we went to Sedona together. Well, I was there for work, and you came visited me.
1: You came to and South by with me.
0: Yeah. And you came to Sundance to see me. No,
1: <laughs> Double whammy. But um, yes, yes. Do things together. I think just like it's making another point of connection. Um, number eight, do similar things. Mm, I feel like this one's kind of dumb. What does it say? Recommend books, TV shows, movies, music to each other. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's, yeah, it's, it's to sh- create shared experiences even though you're living apart. Yeah, yeah,
0: I read Crazy Rich Asians because yeah. of meeting you. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, you tore through that one, and then the second book. Yeah, I read all
0: three books in like left two me, weeks.
1: Left me in the dust. I read
0: the third book in like
1: way to share 48 the experience hours. with me. <laughs>
0: Well, I read it. Like, I read it on the like, plane and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, no, I'm glad you enjoyed it. That made me really happy. That okay,
0: everyone, you should you should if you haven't already, <laughs> you should get on your Kindle or your phone or whatever, and you should buy or rent or go to your public library, which is what I did for the second book, and get and read those books. They're so good. <laughs> They're so good. I thought the first book was pretty good. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. and then the second book was really good, and then the third book was just. It's so great. I wish I haven't read them yet, just so I could read them again for the first time.
1: Oh my goodness. They're really good. That's good. I hope you can be and It's
0: about Asian people. I, I can't even remember the last time I read a book about Asian people.
1: I don't... Asian Americans or Asian read.
0: Singaporeans or...
1: Well, the book I'm reading... In, I, in present day. I need to finish it so you can read it. I'm reading Pachinko right now, which is about Koreans in Japan. So.
0: Which was it Hilary Duff that like took a posted a picture on Instagram in a bath or something and she yeah. was eating pachinko. Yeah. It's like,
1: whoa. There's a lot of people, because it made the New York Times bestseller list. That's yeah. why. Um, so, yeah. So, we're sharing experiences. Man, except we're we're hot
0: commodities right now. Totally oh, I shouldn't say we're commodities. <laughs> Never mind. Stop,
1: we're... stop objectifying me. And me. Oh, no. Yeah. But you want to be. Asian males are like, yes,
0: please objectify me. See, that's a generalization of what we want.
1: There's a very strong, pervasive narrative. I'm getting very, like... Social justice like, about it.
0: Oh, it's just women that are so like, no, but people that's, tell us that's what a different want, experience. See, you guys are getting a of our debate.
1: But girls get objectified, and we've talked about this on the online dating scene like how women, Asian girls, are fetishized very much, and I've experienced that directly multiple times in my life, and how Asian men are commonly emasculated. For sure. So there's a pushback on that to objectify them to like celebrate their sexiness, which mm-hmm. I will gladly support. But not at the expense of like their humanity. It's just say, "Yeah, Asian men are sexy." That's a good thing. Don't harpoon me from generalizing something that's in your favor.
0: <laughs> but what if a guy said that to a girl? "Don't harpoon me from generalizing wait. Because makes-
1: it's to our detriment. It's like to our harm that we are objectified. We are dehumanized in being fetishized. That's different.
0: But Asian, uh, if it happens to men, it's not.
1: No, I don't feel like I don't think Asian men are being dehumanized. They're being objectified and like they're really hot, and we didn't we didn't acknowledge it fully before because of representation in media. We've always shown like nerdy, like Breakfast at Tiffany type men, and that's not fair because it's not accurate.
0: Yeah, because so. they're not even. He's not even Asian.
1: I know he's, he's a yellow faced. He's white. Okay, number nine. Make visits to each other.
0: I mean. We're yeah. terrible at that We're one. We're so
1: bad. <laughs> um, but we make that a big priority. Like,
0: yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because we met. So timeline, we met end of December.
1: Yes. After over, Christmas.
0: Over ice cream.
1: Mm-hmm. Just as friends.
0: Yeah. Just to catch up and see what each other was up to. And then Minji flew out to Utah for Sundance. And we hung up then. And then shortly after she went home He couldn't be without me. (laughs) She couldn't be without me. So she used her points. She used her points to fly me out to California.
1: I had an excess of points and I was very generous and in the holiday spirit. I was very thankful.
0: Because I'm like a poor, starving artist. So it was either to walk to LA or to use <laughs> Would nineties, have... uh self. South... I probably wouldn't have made it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you hate driving, but you were offering to drive too. That's why I was like, oh, he'll drive? Okay. Then I was like, I'll yeah, offer I have points. a car. Yeah, you have a and car. And a Costco
0: card. <laughs>
1: Good job. And gas prices were cheaper then than, yeah, they than they are now. But yes, making visits to each other, we make it a priority to spend time together when we can. And honestly, on like to be very real about that too, when we did visit each other, it was a different challenge. Because when we're visiting each other and we're a long distance, it's like a rare... Not a rare occasion, but it's more like finding how to get into each other's rhythm. Because you're visiting me, but I'm still working every day. I'm still... Figuring out my schedule and like figure out how do we can how do we can how we can still have fun outings and do dates and like enjoy LA and not leave you just like waiting for me to be done with work that was challenging for me
0: yeah and I felt super awkward because I was like I feel bad for your roommates because I'm just your shadow I'm just like <laughs> hanging out like oh hey guys yep I'm still here yeah. And then at the office too, I'd be like, I don't want to go in the office with you because you're trying to get work done.
1: But we wanted to spend sitting, time together. Yeah,
0: and I'm like, I'll just go there and Netflix slash research
1: and read crazy mutations and
0: read crazy mutations. <laughs> but I felt bad because I was like taking up space, and I don't work there. But then all of a sudden, some random guy shows up and he's there every day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was like, oh, sorry.
1: Periodically, whenever you go and come
0: back. So thank you, everyone, that accommodated yeah, we me into pre- your life.
1: Thank you to all our friends that were kind and supportive of the relationship. Because people can be... That can be a challenge you face. Like, how do you how do you have someone come in and out of your life and be there? Yeah, because with you, it's like I'm
0: invading your home. And usually, like, as the boyfriend, like, you want roommates or friends to like you.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's,
0: like, time after a date for you to like vent and talk about that with your roommate slash friends but like I was always around
1: <laughs> yeah but you were super helpful so I know I want to acknowledge that like Kenji made himself very like welcomed by my roommates because he was always just like I mean he's just a kind and friendly and fun person but also he was Considerate. You're very considerate of the fact that you're there and you're being present for several days at a time, and that they didn't really, you know, have a say in that. So you try to be helpful. You like fix things. You, anyways, number ten, put up a So great. Why are you avoiding me? Talk, speaking praise about you. But anyways, be. I think for any long distance relationship, if you find yourself in that scenario where your significant other is spending time at your home and you happen to have other roommates and other people in your life, it's helpful to be aware of that. Be considerate of that. To communicate not only with your partner but with other people around you so that they feel okay because it's not just you two you're not living in your own isolated bubble and that's not fair or kind and then i think for whoever's visiting make sure that i think i say this about any couch surfer actually cuz i have a lot of friends who visit and so do you but it's just like be considerate of the space that you're in right mm-hmm. like don't leave dirty dishes and don't yeah mess up space and stuff you went above and beyond and like clean my couch <laughs> I love you but fine. now look
0: at me, I just lounge around Lies. like a You're a cat? I'm a hobo. You're... I was gonna say cat. But you hate It's a bad word.
1: Okay. Number ten, uh we'll go. Oh, quickly. Sorry, Andrew. I love cats. <laughs> cat pause. Um number ten, have a goal in mind. What do we want to achieve at the end of the day? How long are we going to be apart? What about the future? These are questions you two need to ask yourselves. The truth is no couple can be in long-distance relationship forever. Eventually, we all need to settle down, so make a plan with each other.
0: This is also a very good tip for regular relationships.
1: Yeah, I agree. Talk. <laughs> Ask each other questions. Don't assume. Yep. Yep. Okay. 11. Enjoy your alone time and your time with your friends and family. Yeah. That's been great. Yeah. Yeah. Does it make you appreciate your alone time more when we're
0: No, I've had plenty of alone time throughout my life. (laughs) I don't need any more. I've already, like, cashed in all my alone time for a lifetime. I'm good. (laughs) No, but I think that's the thing is, like, my lifestyle, the last, since 2012, has always been on the road where I have learned to appreciate alone time or being alone. And almost, since I was surrounded by that so much, I've grown to almost maybe like it too much Mm. um that's like your default status quo yeah because you don't have to think about other people as much it's just easier because you don't have to always be wondering about other people Mm -hmm. um there's pros and cons to that but as i've gotten older sure i appreciate time with my family a lot more than i did before Mm -hmm. i've learned to appreciate family in general, a lot more than before, let alone, like, spending time with them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. That's and, just
0: balance for everyone. But that's one
1: of the things I liked about you is that you are very independent and self-sufficient. Like, I really like that in people in general. And you're definitely, because you're a filmmaker and because you travel so much and you're very entrepreneurial in a lot of ways, I really like that about you. But, uh, yeah. And then for me, that was more challenging because my life is... Going 150 miles an hour every day And I'm surrounded by people And I was leading an organization I felt a little bit more challenged Because I didn't have as much alone time So that would be challenging Because I would kind of bounce From relationship to relationship Back in the day So I felt like I was always catering to a boyfriend Mm -hmm. And then I was always catering to Like my family I was always catering to the organization That I'm running to My community I'm a leader Like XYZ um, or to my acting class or something like there was actually, that's why my acting class was so special, which I told you, cause that was my space for me to just have my time where I'm quiet. I'm a student. I could just show up to class and watch other people act and take notes and then do my scenes. Um, so I still think that's a struggle for me, enjoying my alone time and time with friends and family because I can get really invested in things I care about. That's like a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm but I get to talk to you about that. I feel very lucky that I can be open with you about that, which is good. Even if sometimes, to be honest, like audience, I've hurt Kenji's feelings. Like I'm very independent and I'm still learning how to vocalize my feelings. As outspoken of a person as I am, I have a hard time being vulnerable with someone I'm dating because I don't want to hurt their feelings. Because I'm like, oh, he loves talking to me and I love talking to him, but this is just too much. Like, I've actually really struggled with setting proper expectations and boundaries. So, I really appreciate that I could talk to you about it. Anytime. Thank you. Okay, 12, stay honest with each other. Only in long-distance relationships. (laughs) Yeah? Solid advice. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, lifehack.org. You've changed our lives. Talk about your feelings of fear, insecurity, jealousy, apathy, whatsoever
0: also not like I would say a big part of that, honest with each other is also learn to communicate so what you're thinking comes out clearly in what you're saying or doing, because
1: what does that mean to you
0: because we've had arguments because you said something. I either misinterpreted it or maybe you said it in a not so clear cut way.
1: I said it perfectly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so there's misunderstanding. There's like a, a, the difference between expectation and reality because of the way we communicate and it happens. And I, I want to, I don't know if it's a downfall or a strength is like, I can nitpick people's words Mm -hmm. and shove it back in their faces and be like, Okay, and I I pretty much most of the time know what they meant to say, but I remember what exactly they said. So I will quote people back to them and be like, "Well, you said this," mm-hmm. and they, yeah. And I'll just make, make them eat their words. Mm-hmm. But that's important. Like also a part of that, I think, is it's important for people to learn to communicate what they actually feel and are thinking. And if you're going to misrepresent what you're feeling by how you say it, that's like on the person sometimes.
1: Yeah, and so. I also, like, say that it's it's kind to give people the benefit of the doubt sometimes. Yeah. Especially when your only means of communication, especially in a long-distance relationship, is through text and phone. You don't have the advantage of kind of having someone's proximity to temper the especially with text too because it comes off hostile do you know what i mean like we all know this it's like the running jokes why'd you use a period why'd you use an exclamation point why'd you use three question marks this is why
0: people you don't use any punctuation when you're texting oh my no gosh. punctuation That's... makes the world a lot easier when you're texting
1: you need something to differentiate like your half thoughts. By
0: Kenji? oh my gosh just use emojis
1: and then the emojis can be misinterpreted yeah Cause you thought that the look eyeballs looking up were like the eye roll.
0: No, no, not what I thought. That's what they are.
1: No, it's not for me. You can Google it. I was saying those. That emoji is just looking up at like what? Like curious that was my interpretation but
0: it's not curious because look at his mouth his mouth is very there's blah. the side
1: eye one and the side eye one looks like
0: you thought the ro- side eye was eye rolling
1: yeah because that's what where you end up when you roll your eyes you side eye you're like oh my
0: god but why is there a term called side eye and a term called eye rolling and there's an emoji for each i'd rather use a gif but whatever
1: my interpretation it doesn't see and then we're argue about this why give me attitude and that's where things can get lost in translation and that's a trouble that's a tough spot for long distance relationships if you are not used to each other's communication you can definitely misinterpret what someone meant
0: so boys and girls men and women the lesson learned here is it's better to be alone because you know what <laughs> you're die feeling alone.
1: that's what i resort to every time we get in a fight or argument i was like i'm just, i'm die alone
0: she does say that after every fight or argument
1: I don't say it like like that, but yeah, some variation.
0: Just <laughs> more angry when you say it. But...
1: Or sad? No, it's just angry. I'm like heartbroken sometimes. I'm like I'm gonna die. Alone. <laughs> I can't keep fighting. Um, but staying honest with each other is important. Also, on that note, you're very more direct and blunt, which can be good and bad. Because I'm like, why are you attacking me? I'm more. I try to temper my words you take it sometimes like I'm sugarcoating things or I'm sidestepping stuff which I don't think I am
0: but it is important I mean for all relationships but we've had this discussion as well where I would message you a lot and you're actually like at an office working and you're like hey like you'd get frustrated because I was messaging you Mm -hmm. a lot and I didn't know Mm mm-hmm so I was like, "How am I supposed to know?"
1: Well, we did. The reason why we got in an argument was because I said, "Hey, I need to be able to focus," and you lectured me on like, "Hey, it'd be good if you didn't have distractions and you focused." And I told, and you know that I go to the not go to an office every day. But then again, challenging of like what's assumed.
0: Wait, what's- I did not know that you go to an office every day. Some days you wouldn't go.
1: Yeah, but either way, I have it's a full. Hard. I have a full-time job. I'm running a nonprofit. So Had. to me, Had. I had the time we were dating and had these arguments. I was like, I have a full time job. You're a filmmaker, so your your plate is very full, but in a different way and in a different capacity. Mine is like I'm managing teams and like whatnot. It's different. Yep. So yeah, that was. So I had to learn this. Yes. Yep. And also time zones. Like. Yeah, but it's just an hour.
0: But it did kind of make a difference.
1: Yeah, cause you because you go to sleep.
0: I go to sleep. I've I've become old and and <laughs> tired, so I'm,
1: yeah. I'm asleep very early. And you're falling asleep, now. <laughs> but that's hard, too, because you travel for work, and there'd be times you're in Texas, and you're, like, two hours ahead of me. I'm in New York. And, and New York, three hours ahead. Yeah. yeah. That would be really challenging, because I, I would sometimes, like, have to stop and think, oh, yeah, he's here, and he's there. And pretty much when I've traveled, it's, with you in the last few months so that hasn't been too off-putting but yeah we've had to deal with time zones so it's good to know each other's schedules and not take it personally when it doesn't align
0: mm-hmm. again it just all goes back to communication yeah and expectations
1: but i think that it's just layers of communication expectations that are different than when you are in the same town see each other regularly it is heightened level of communication yeah for sure yeah Okay, so number 14 is keep track of each other's social media activities.
0: It says keep track
1: of it? Yeah. Like each other's photos on Facebook and Instagram. That's not keeping track. That's like...
0: Yeah, that's like interact on social media. Yeah,
1: that's not keep keeping track. Keep
0: track. I mean, I kind of keep track of your activities on social media. Yeah. I to see what pictures you like on instagram and stuff
1: i don't do that and i was kind of feeling like why are you looking at that but you're you do that for a lot of people you're just always curious about like everything what else is out there yeah
0: i i look at i look at people i like not just like romantically but just people i like to see what they like to see if there's anybody else I should be following mm-hmm. or trends or yeah. parts of the world to see like I mean that feature is there so you can discover more.
1: Yeah. And you're very much that's been how you've been in terms of like yeah, discovering other people's pages, like looking at whatever's out there and you're friends with a lot of influencers, so that all makes sense. Cuz I don't just
0: yeah, like I don't follow a lot of my friends on Instagram because Instagram for me is a place to go to be inspired and to yeah, to be inspired. So, see
1: cool things in your newsfeed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like if my if I sometimes I'll follow a friend because I feel obligated to, but at the moment they post like three baby pictures in a row or like an ultrasound, I'm I'm un, unfollowed. Like that's for mm-hmm. Facebook slash like your email that to your family.
1: Well, your criteria again for social media and mine are very different, which is fine, but. Figuring that out about each other was Challenging because Again, my background, my personal Story with people Monitoring me or Like jealous boyfriends I felt very much like Do not keep tabs on me Mm -hmm. So that was something that I had to figure out how to communicate that with Kenji And like, and again I have to give him the benefit of the doubt because He's not meaning to be invasive But like that's just like It is kind of invasive though It can be, but that's also, like, you have to talk about that and figure out, like, your settings or whatever. That's just, like, that's social media now, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: I'm really good at stalking people because I make documentary films. It's, like, part of what I do.
1: Investigating and research. Yeah. Yeah, which is why you're very smart and, like, you know a lot of things that I don't, which is fun until it's, like, applied to me and I'm like, why are you doing this? But, okay, I want to say caveat to, like, the social media stuff. I personally, I went through... And Kenji knows this extensively. Like, I went through a very, very, very controlling relationship where all of my activities were monitored. And, like, I think that it's really dangerous right now with social media how much you can, like, geotag everything. Everything's time-stamped. And I think there's a very slippery slope where couples or people in general, like parents even, they can get way too, like, it's too much information. Where you don't have true independence and, like, it... I don't know. It can mess with that sense of trust because you're always being monitored. Like, that's...
0: That's why young kids don't use Facebook. They use Snapchat. Mm. Or Musical.ly.
1: Yeah. But there's also things on, like, Instagram and, like, when you're on Instagram Messenger or whatever, you can see when the person was last active. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Those are all ways for people to keep track of one another on social media. For sure. So, me having experienced what I did from a very young age i'm very it triggers me a lot when people are like overly it's so weird because we live in a society that like praises knowing everything about everyone like when there's a celebrity or something like everyone finds out all the details on x y or z yeah it's dangerous
0: but you could just as easily just use a flip phone
1: yeah true so that's like this the compromise you're like putting your your stuff out there yeah yeah definitely but just beware like again communication and honestly coming from someone that has been triggered so severely it did and I struggled with vocalizing that because I knew Kenji was not trying to be invasive and he's just like he like was so fascinated by all my journeys and stuff and he would talk about it and it wasn't something you were doing like hiding you're like oh you went to so-and-so place I'm like how do you know that you're like I looked at your Instagram I was like that was like a year ago but then we've been friends for over a year, so.
0: Yeah, don't make me sound like a stalker. We we've been Instagram, we've followed each other on Instagram for over a year. Yeah, we've been Facebook friends
1: for over a year. Oh, er, a year
0: around a year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Instagram for around a year.
1: Yeah. So, but anyways, it can be, it can be, yeah. If that's again your personal, that's your way of staying in touch with each other. Just be aware, not everyone social media is the same way.
0: It into a verb. Yeah, but I'd also tell people if you don't want people finding out about stuff, don't post it on social media.
1: But I'm saying there's you different idiots. ways, yes, but also there's ways that you get tracked and you're not even trying to. Get I know, tracked. but if, if someone
0: was like, Well, how did you know I went there? You posted it on Facebook. Oh my gosh, it's like okay. you posted it on Facebook. But like, you were
1: also on Facebook Messenger and that stuff, like I, yeah, like there are things that were automatically turned on. I, when we were like, not in a good place but i saw that you're active on facebook messenger it says like active now i didn't want to know that because like i'm not talking to you and like you're clearly on messenger so
0: you should just talk to me and say hello <laughs> you do the no, whole I'm, we're taking a break from talking i'm for taking this much space of time. i'm taking yeah. space and i'm just like why okay fine
1: yeah, I'm just saying these are different challenges that are so relevant now. So purposely,
0: I was just logging into Facebook Messenger every five minutes. So I would always be active Shut and, it. and subconscious, <laughs> not subconsciously just
1: to plant yourself in yeah. my feed. <laughs> it's all coming out now. Yeah. Okay, 15. Gift a personal object for the other person to hold on to. Like
0: a lock of your hair.
1: <laughs> Is that where all my hair went? <laughs> what? That's so creepy.
0: She's kidding, by the way, guys. Am I, though? No.
1: Oh, my gosh. I do not have a lock of your hair. I know you don't. I burned it off by myself.
0: (laughs) Remember? Please, please give context so people know.
1: Oh, I was in a bathroom in in a Thai restaurant, and I was pulling up my jeans, which are really tight, and my hair is really long, so I kind of, like, bent at my waist to pull up my hair. My hair swept forward.
0: You bent at your waist to pull up your pants.
1: To pull up my pants. You said your hair. Yeah, okay. And then my hair went into a burning candle. (laughs)
0: And she singed off some parts of her hair.
1: So yeah, that part of my hair was not taken by Kenji. That was cla- no parts of your hair are taken yeah, by Kenji. Classic Minji is all. Do we have? Have we? I don't think we have anything? objects. I don't think so.
0: What did this thing say specifically? Just
1: like there's power in a memento. If it's like a small keepsake of some kind. Hmm. I don't think we have like physical things that we hold on to to remind you to go honestly because we see each other a lot yeah when i drink ginger ale i think of you (laughs)
0: thanks
1: (laughs) which is not that often but i have plenty of reminders around me that remind me of you yeah same yeah okay so if that's your thing
0: i think that'd be good i think i did more of that when i was like younger in high school yeah it's like sappy i mean it's not sappy but it is like You're more dramatic when you're younger. There's a lot more weight to everything.
1: I think we're dramatic now in different ways. Yeah. But about substantial things. Yeah, because when you're older, there's more at stake. Yeah. Which is a whole other podcast. Um, 16. Get a good messaging app. See, this is what I said. I saw something about messaging apps. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So, (laughs) yeah. I am a very, I would think, great multitasker. Mm Mm-hmm. So... I can message across, like, a dozen messaging apps and be fine.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I can, too.
0: (laughs) But angrily.
1: Yeah, it's annoying.
0: (laughs) Like, there's certain apps I like to use for certain things. Yeah. Minji does not. Yeah, because it's annoying. (laughs) So I got scolded the other day because I was using...
1: Not the other day, multiple times.
0: Yeah, but most recently the other day, because
1: I we were texting. Mm-hmm. And Instagram messaging. Instagram messaging. And Facebook messaging. That was it. And you occasionally Snapchat
0: me. No, but this day, it was just those three. Yeah. So we rarely Snapchat each
1: yeah, other. Yeah, yeah.
0: We both started using Snapchat again to talk to each other.
1: But you have always initiated... I have never ins- initiated a Snapchat conversation.
0: True. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I think talking on three platforms isn't that bad.
1: It's not that bad. Especially since
0: Facebook is usually only when I see something on Facebook and I hit the share yeah, but button and I say through Messenger and I send it to you.
1: Yeah, but then we end up having a conversation
0: there. Yeah, usually it started from And so that. there's
1: fragments of different conversations in different platforms. So for me, you always ask like, oh, did you see the thing I sent you? And I'd be like, where did you send it? For me, I'm like, if it wasn't as much in one place as possible, that'd be great. <laughs> and it also just comes down to like notifications. I also have a separate app for my family because my parents are very Korean and they use Kakao Talk, So I have another app just for that. And I have... I'm constantly... And I get google hangout messages from certain coworkers, or like from you know i don't know just every notification. you you everyone knows this in 2018 you get notifications from every app hey you haven't logged on in a while hey nike run like do you want to go for a run today it's been 10 days since your last run i'm always getting messages so it's not even messages it's notifications so for me i turned off a lot to keep my sanity i turned off my emails because i just was getting so obsessed with work So that like there's there's a there's a place where like you can get creative and it's fun because I love sharing Instagram stuff with you when I see like a funny post or like you send me really funny, cute things. But just it's like coming from all directions. That's just my preference. So I appreciate your sentiment. And then I got we got in a tiff about it because I said, like, I told you.
0: yeah, And I try. I try now to navigate back to iMessage.
1: Yeah. Which is preferred. But. I'm not hating on you for messaging
0: What did the me. website say about the, you chuckled at something?
1: Oh, it said use stickers. And like it's saying like, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Which I love GIFs. So. And I never used a GIF until.
1: Yeah, you're good at it. started dating you. Eh, it's all right. It's not your preference. Again, what's your preference? Okay. 17 is snail mail it. Mail each other postcards and handwritten love letters. I used to put a lot of importance in this when I was younger. Flower deliveries on birthdays, anniversaries, shop online, surprise each other with, like, special gifts.
0: Yeah, I used to write a lot of letters, especially in my early 20s.
1: hmm
0: Not anymore. <laughs> no, but I was forced to by my church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not forced to, but, like, I was a missionary, so the only—we can email our family once a week, but— Mostly I wrote letters, because it's fun, like, to write letters these days.
1: You left me a surprise letter once, and that was really lovely. Except I didn't read it until, like, two weeks after you left it.
0: Yeah, I hid it in one of your notebooks. One of my many notebooks. I didn't realize you had many notebooks at the time. <laughs> You're like, hey, so what did and you know, I realized me? afterwards, because I wrote you, like, a page-long thing in your daily notebook slash journal or whatever, and then I wrote it, and I left it, and then, like few days later, I saw you grab a notebook for work or something. Yeah. I was like, but the other day you grabbed that one, but now you're grabbing this one. (laughs) And then the next day you grabbed another notebook, but it was a different one. And I was just Just like... writing
1: my to-dos. Yeah. Yeah. That's so confusing. I know.
0: So let me get this straight. You can't stand multiple messaging platforms because the things are (laughs) separated across different (laughs) platforms, but you could write your to-do list and thoughts across 12 different notebooks and leave them lying around. 12 is
1: excessive. Eight... No, I think I have five or six. Okay, but we're talking about three messaging... Because cards. I'm not carrying a conversation with you in these notebooks. I'm writing down, down thoughts, my, my to-dos. To-dos? Yeah, so thoughts, I,
0: I... Notes from meetings?
1: Yeah, but I do yeah. that less. I write more of my notes is on my computer now. So I've been transitioning. But yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. So I'm aware of the so, irony. I'm not objecting. It's so funny. But if I want to talk with you, I'm not getting like different notebooks thrown at my face or like making noises at me that's my thing is that like i turned off my notification for the instagram messenger the dm i turned it off because i was like these are so
0: many dms
1: no because they're all like commenting on like instagram story to me that's not important i don't need to get notified of that i'll like open it when i open it if it's urgent it was work was always facebook messenger and then friends are always through text so, like, that's, those are, like, the two that I'm like, cool. See, I don't have friends, so any message yes, I get, I do. jump on. I'm like, You're
0: oh, a- what? Someone commented on my Instagram story? Oh, wow, thank you. No, that's not true. Thank you, you get- for
1: being my friend. You get tons of messages from your friends, so you always use that oh, as no, an exaggeration. I don't.
0: But anyway. Like, literally, one of my nearest and dearest friends is Maya and June, who we just came back from visiting, and they allowed us to stay at their place, and they're wonderful people. But that's the thing is, like, in Utah when I'm home, like, friends don't hit me up to hang out. It's, like, Maya and June, when they're visiting Utah, will be like, hey, Kenji, are you here? And then we'll hang out, But it's like, not even that, though.
1: You get messages from friends because you always comment on other people's stuff, too. And you have a lot of conversations on Instagram. I don't have a lot of, like, conversations. We comment on each other's, like... That's what mine is, there too.
0: They're not really conversations.
1: But you've had they're conversations like with other like,
0: people. like, hey... Where's a good dessert place? Yeah, when you're, Boston. like, chatting
1: with them. Mine is, like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. That's, like, me laughing at that's Kevin. That's
0: because I latch on messages. when people reach out to me and ask me something, I, like, want to have a conversation. I don't want to just answer and let it be. Yeah. That's how starved for attention and friendship I am. <laughs>
1: Shut
0: <laughs> but it. <Such laughs> but I think if you're going to reach out and talk about something, you should have a conversation, catch up a little bit instead of being like, oh, yo, like, what's this place? okay, cool, thanks, bye.
1: But again, that's your lifestyle. That's my personality, yeah. Yeah. It's your personality and that's your lifestyle. A lot of my comments are like to friends that I do see occasionally or like are in LA. Yeah,
0: because you have friends that you see. So so I'm just like, haha,
1: that's ridiculous. And that's all. And they're like, laugh out loud, heart, whatever. And that's it. I don't have like a lot of conversations and if we wanna converse they like text me or And we then talk. they text
0: you later and you're like, Yo, stop it. You wrote me on Instagram Messenger like six weeks ago. Stick if to that. I was
1: talking to them as frequently as I talk to you, I would be like Can I'm you just, just text pulling your text leg. Also Always. if you're still
0: listening to this, I'm sorry. This is probably very boring.
1: No, it was <laughs> constant trolling of Minji Chang, you guys can see. My life. It's fun. Okay, 18 is... We're getting close to the end. Okay, 18 is stay positive. You need to be constantly injecting positive energy into a long-distance relationship to keep it alive. Yes, waiting can be painful. You can sometimes feel lonely. You need to remind yourself that the fruits at the end will be as sweet.
0: Yeah, stay positive. That's a good one. Grateful, yeah. But I think people that are willing to go into a long-distance committed relationship, exclusive relationship... Like, you have to have some kind of positive mindset...
1: But also it can,
0: optimistic.
1: Yeah. But optimistic. Yeah. But as it goes on and you realize, like, what it takes, it can also be really yeah, draining sure. to experience. And people bounce. Yeah. yeah. There are definitely fight, times where we fought or, like, just were not good with each other. I think if we were in the same room or nearby. If you, like, lived in L.A., you would have, I know you, you would have, like, driven over to see if I'm okay. Or we would have, like, been mad and then met up that night to, like, get ice cream and talk things out or just hug you know what i mean like you can make me feel better by just hugging me that's a huge win when we're around each other but when we're apart like we don't have that option and it's hard because i feel more alone send
0: you a ghost hug emoji on facebook messenger
1: you texted it to me (laughs) Oh. Now we have to differentiate yeah. which platform did oh, yeah. you send it that on? It was from the
0: GIF app thing that I downloaded for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's
1: just on iMessage.
0: Yeah, but I had to download that app so I could use GIFs on iMessage. Yeah.
1: I did not know you had to download I an I had app. to download a Thank thing. you for going the extra mile. I know. It helped a lot.
0: And you're like, I already, use, I already have a Snapchat account, but I don't want to open it for you.
1: Yeah, because we were fighting about other things. Okay. Stop making false equivalencies. <laughs> so, as you can tell. Be positive. Be positive. And I hope that it's like revealing that Kenji and I are not in some like rosy, always like perfect and always getting along. It does take a lot of work.
0: You know? Yeah, so that we can be rosy and always get along. Just
1: kidding. <laughs> okay, 20 is video call whenever possible. Yep. Yes. I roll emoji. No, I'm
0: kidding. no we've. FaceTime quite a bit.
1: Yeah, it's fun.
0: And I talked to you about that. Like people would try to FaceTime me before, and I'd be like, "Nah, I'm busy." Yeah. But I wasn't really like uh, the girls that I was seeing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'd be like, mm, "Why would no?" Let's just text. Yeah, let's just text. Yeah. I'm running errands and I'm at home, like watching Netflix.
1: Yeah. There would be times where like we're not even talking to each other. We're just like working but it felt like we're hanging out yeah. so if you know if you want to facetime
0: someone you must really like them at least that's the case for me
1: yeah and also again communicate if that's like setting aside time on a regular basis saying like okay i know you're busy every evening maybe we can facetime in the morning to say good morning make that your thing i think there's always it just kind of makes it feel special like
0: also it could be hard because sometimes like you'll facetime just to have it open in the background but, like, there's been times where you've, like, gotten upset with me because I'm not really paying attention and we're talking. And I'm, like, looking at my phone while we're FaceTiming.
1: You've done the same. You're, like, okay, no, that's I'll what just... No, I'm start. saying.
0: You got mad at... Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've done the same where I've been upset with you. But that's because, like...
1: See why you're calling me. Yeah.
0: But it was frustrating because you do it all the time.
1: hmm
0: And I know your phone's right there because I hear it buzzing against your laptop. Mm-hmm. And I see you look at it and, mm-hmm. like, swipe to open... Not swipe to swipe, but swipe yeah. to open your phone and message back. But then, like, when I was doing that, you'd be like, oh, do you want like...
1: It? No, I think, well...
0: And- so, talking about, like, if you're going to FaceTime, are you FaceTiming to actually, like, be focused and engaging in each other? Or are you FaceTiming to have it open in the background so you can still feel connected while you're doing other things?
1: Yeah. True. Yeah. But, in any case, these are all things, and, like, if you're dealing with the same things in any capacity... And I say this is very universal for not just relationships, but your relationship with work or with just friends in your external life in general. Mm-hmm. It's managing those things. Are you triggered because you get a bazillion messages or, like, notifications? Yeah, my phone goes off all the freaking time. And, like, short of I like my apps because a lot of my apps are helpful to me, but then they also create crazy amounts of stress that, like... I want to keep checking my freaking phone, and I'm like, yeah. So I'm trying to figure that out. So every so often, like recently, a couple of days ago, before we left New York, I was turning off notifications for a lot of my apps. I was like, you're not. It's not necessary to know or get a notification from this, like interval timer. I will open you when I get to you. You don't need to like remind me to work out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's also help yourself because helping yourself manage things that trigger you and stress you out help your partner and I don't want to like get pissed at you when you're just trying to ask me like how my day's going and I'm already like super triggered and upset because I'm I'm getting another notification and why and yeah last one 21 so many and I think half of these personally just I think they're kind of dumb
0: they should have just made it a list of 10
1: yeah I agree 21 is give each other pet names (laughs)
0: You like pet names. Yeah. I don't. Well, I was trained not
1: to because... You wanted to remember people's names.
0: Yeah, I was surrounded by people that was like, names are important. Use people's names. And I've also had friends that were girls that hated pet names because they suspected that their boyfriend or guy friend was like cheating on them. And just would use the same pet name for everyone.
1: That has happened. So... In life, in the past, for people
0: yeah so my friends would be like kenji like in the future if you like a girl like use her real name like use her name Hmm. they'd be like okay so i think subconscious not subconsciously just consciously like i was like yeah names are important
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so i try to use names as much as i can
1: yeah for me it was like a form of just affection and making you special because i don't call anyone else honey or babe or anything but I also think that that naturally occurs depending on someone's personality and when you're at that level of comfort. For sure. Yeah. So, that was another thing. So, those are the 21 things. If you guys could decipher that through all of our discussion. Sorry, that, that, we, that list was <laughs> the lame. The worst. <laughs> what are, okay. We went into it not
0: really going through the list and and reading it as we went. So, we would be surprised and you can get our genuine reaction to the list. <laughs> Um, And a lot of these are dumb Yeah.
1: Okay what's your key takeaway We have like a few minutes What are your key Kenji's advice on long distance relationships
0: (laughs) Date someone you really like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So you can prioritize them And get to know them And understand them And if you're unemployed Or you have a flexible job It makes it a lot easier
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh travel actually We could give some travel tips because we have to fly to see each other. Take advantage of mileage points. Like, get a credit card that you can, like, earn points or something so that you can use those to visit someone.
0: Also. Plan ahead. Yeah, planning ahead. I wish we were better at that. Yeah. But plan ahead for flights. Like, I was just looking at flights between Salt Lake and... Los Angeles and if we bought it if I were to buy flights like a month in advance on Southwest who recently had a sale, like round trip was under a hundred dollars round trip.
1: It was like ninety eight.
0: Ninety eight dollars round trip. Versus I just looked at a flight to go back to Salt Lake and it was a hundred hundred and seventy dollars one way. Jeez. That's like almost two round trip flights if I just prepared and planned ahead. Yeah. But and also use Google Flight. Yes. That's my favorite website.
1: Um, yeah, and then figure out what your strengths are, because we both travel a lot, so it's kind of like leaning on each other to help out with the planning or research, Mm -hmm. things like that. And that kept things really fun. Like, we went to Sedona, you, like, prepared all these hikes that were super fun. I didn't think about it, didn't worry about it. I just drove out there, and it was really good.
0: Yeah, because you drove out, so I tried to think of things to do.
1: Yeah. But also like
0: just relationships in general, it's important to be honest and honest with yourself and honest with your partner. And it's okay to like put yourself in a position where you feel vulnerable and scared to talk about things because in talking about those things, it strengthens your relationship with yourself and your relationship with your partner. Agreed. Then again, I'm like a 30 something year old recently a single person that's now dating someone so my peer group is all married and have three four five
1: a lot of my peers have a lot of they're all married have houses and have kids everyone's at a different stage in your life and honestly this is a very applicable thing to. honestly anybody who is dealing with communication that's the core of this whole list and this whole discussion how do you communicate and about what to me i feel like that if if i'm being positive when i'm feeling good and like optimistic and positive that is the strength of a long distance relationship because i have to talk to you about so many more things that probably would fall by the wayside or come up much later if we were around each other and had the advantage quote unquote of being around each other and like seeing each other at our leisure we have to be more mindful of schedules we have to be navigating time zones we have to be talking about money because we have to talk about budgets and like what can we what's mm-hmm. feasible like long distance is hard also we don't even talk about money because yeah you and I are both artists We're both- what money <laughs> 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 see this is when we get crafty and you like rack up points because you still want to prioritize each other and see each other and make it happen and then you find out hacks of like how can I communicate with this person for free or how can I see them so it doesn't kill me financially because that's a whole other level of stress to deal with Mm -hmm. Because you don't want to resent the person like, I spent all this money and time to come see you. And like, it's, you know, there's a lot more you can kind of leverage against each other in a way.
0: Yeah, for sure. Luckily, you just happen to live in L.A., which is a great place. So even if...
1: You're like, he'll come for tacos (laughs) and barbecue.
0: (laughs) And and I have family out here, so that helps.
1: Yeah, yeah. But But hearts go out to anyone navigating long-distance relationships, I think who knows i don't know i don't have any stats of whether it's more common i don't think they'll ever stop and we might have a lot more advantages with apps and with facetime things like that but it's i don't think it'll ever stop being challenging to like not be with a person you care about but there's ways to deal with it be creative Mm -hmm. thank you for joining me on this podcast
0: I had no choice. Yeah, I year. know. So I had a
1: choice. I locked him. Thank you my for co- having me. I locked him in my closet. I was like, "We're talking about this. <laughs> Get ready." <laughs> Jk. He helped me like audio engineer this and figure out finagle my computer and whatnot. This is why we work. Okay. <laughs> thank you, and uh, thank you all for joining us for this episode of first of all if you enjoyed this please like and subscribe um, and leave a positive review five-star review would be greatly appreciated thank you for everyone who has left one it's been very motivating i'll say it every week because it is it keeps my my engine going i get very self-conscious and stressed about this sometimes but It's always good to come back to the microphone and share with you guys. If you'd like to support me and this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash first of all podcast and become a patron. And uh, the patrons, it's basically an ongoing crowdfunding uh, platform where I interact with my patrons kind of separately. In addition to just on the mic every week on this podcast, um, have live hangouts, things like that, different perks. And so for everyone who is supporting me on Patreon, shout out to my patrons. I love you guys. Thank you so much for helping me stay afloat as a freelancing actor, writer, and podcast host. I appreciate you very much. Shout out to Marvin Yue, my audio engineer and producer. And shout out to Aquafina. Yay,
0: Aquafina. Thank you.
1: (laughs) For use of her song, Yellow Ranger. Love you, girl. Shout out to Ocean's 8 cast um we got to watch that together a while back and it was really really cool to see her just kill it she was yeah she was the best part in my opinion
0: highest grossing film opening weekend box office for the oceans franchise good job good job good job ladies and and james
1: and James, he was a delight too. And um, yes, if a uh, shout out to the Potluck Podcast Collective, which is a collective of Asian American podcasters and storytellers. Love you guys! Thank you to everyone who's tuned in. And if you'd like, um, please send me a message. You can follow me at Minjeezy on Instagram. I Kenji's going to now get off and lecture me on how to be better at social media. No, you also find me. At, oh, you're good at that. I want to know your advice. And first of all, Pod at first of all Pod Twitter and Instagram. Someday I'll post something. Or you can email me at first of all, pod at gmail.com. And yeah, if you guys have any ideas that were sparked from this conversation, please email me. I love hearing feedback from um, the audience and knowing what you guys care about. And thank you. I actually got a few messages recently from some fans. And it was really, really touching. And I'm very grateful that you feel... Seen and understood. That honestly made me really emotional. And Kenji was the first person to hear about it. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I got a family. That was really great. So uh thank you guys, have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. my I'm like I was a a lot of sick